0: And now, live from Level 5 Productions on the island of Milleronia, it's the Larry Miller Show! Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, and everyone who really likes a good night's sleep. Hi, folks, and welcome back to the Larry Miller Show. I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And boy, oh boy, is it good to be back on Milleronia. And, uh, of course, the colonel's here, too. He came out on his Goldfinger jet that he was promoted to and deserves. And, boy, that's a nice ride on that. One One trip out here, he did come back with the uh, Thai flight attendant's outfit on, but... That, first of all, why not? And, uh, we had, oh, we had an extra day that trip anyway. So he had plenty of time to sleep it off and sleep her off. But you know what? That's the way it is on Milleronia. Boy, it's beautiful here today. Just gorgeous. So good to be back. I was away. I had a trip. I was working at the Centenary University Theater in, uh, Hackettstown, New Jersey. And uh, then I came back out and, well, just went back to Milleronia, where I love to be. And, oh, the music as always makes me so happy. That, of course, is the Robert Shaw Orchestra and the Naomi Parker Fraley Dancers, featuring boy tenor Colonel Jeff Fox, asking the musical question, Have you ever seen the rain coming down on a sunny day? Yes, I have. And in a way, that was the point of his question. He thought recently, well, you know, he was listening to that song. It was a Creedence Clearwater Revival song. Have you ever seen the rain coming down on a sunny day? And uh, his answer, and my answer too, is yes, I have. Yeah, I have. Hasn't everyone? Because, he, you know, he, he was saying that, why did we used to make songs like that that were based on things that, kind of happened without much to do anyway. Have you ever seen the rain coming down on a sunny day? Sure, everyone has. And, uh, you know, why was it so big? And then I mentioned to him that, well, also isn't it just possible that the fellows in the band during those heady days of the late 60s were doing so much LSD, not every day, but five or six days a week, you know, that's a lot, that they saw the rain coming down every day. No matter what, rainy, sunny, hot, cold. Hey, look, fellas, more rain. But you know what? Good question. Have you ever seen the rain coming down on a sunny day? I have, and I'll bet you have too. And so you know what, though, folks? Oh, boy, it's it's good to mention Naomi Parker Fraley there because she just passed away at age 96, but every one of you knows her, every single one. I do, Colonel Jeff does, and every one of you. Naomi was the model for Rosie the Riveter in World War II. And she was awfully well-known. Those were great posters. As I'm sure you know, you've seen that. Wow. And she had red hair, if I remember correctly, and uh, sort of the, uh, the kerchief swabbing it around, holding it together as she was rolling up the sleeves of her work shirt there. And the motto underneath was, we can do it with an exclamation point. It really made a difference to the country. Rosie the Riveter, when all, well, all the boys were off fighting on two fronts in Europe and in in the Pacific. And, well, you know what? There were some Rosie the Riveters who were very popular. Norman Rockwell had one. There was Norman Rockwell's model that he, what a great man and artist he was. And then there was one who really did rivet on Corsairs, the fighting plane Corsairs. But the truth is that they were all, much as I love Norman Rockwell, they were all distant second and third to Naomi Parker Fraley, who was the Rosie the Riveter that we all knew. And that I can, that I have in my head now, too. We can do it. That's a great motto. And you know what? God bless her. She just passed away, and she was ninety-six. But every one of us knew her, and we will forever. And by PayPal. That's right, PayPal. Boy, a great organization. When you work with them, you feel like you're saving the world, and who knows, maybe you are. They're right off our website. Now you could go to PayPal by the way, because if you enjoy my show and why wouldn't you and you'd like to send a few bucks to help out, and why wouldn't you? You can do it through PayPal and uh, well, as I said, you can get you can get to her anywhere, you know uh, you can get to PayPal on your computer, on your iPhone, on your anything phone, but don't do it that way. you know what come to our website and we'll get you there. And our website, as you know, as you ought to know, as I fondly learned, is LarryMillerPodcast.com. Who's on the mountain? Tom Mix. <laughs> 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 Colonel Jeff just told me. I said to him, I took a break there for a second. I held my finger up here in the studio and I said... Boy, it doesn't sound like that fella has much more of that whistle left in him. And he laughed because he said, That is a recording I have of you imitating that sound and enjoying it. Just so the one who didn't have much left. And then go, on. Hey, that was me, your host. Oh, I'm so sorry. I should have had the fish. In any case, that was funny. Colonel Jeff puts those together just right. But you know what, folks? Do that. Do that. Go to our website. And we have a banner that says PayPal. Click our banner and then go take a nap. Get in your big lazy boy chair, the one that you just love. And you can turn on something on the TV or just put a magazine over your face. Make yourself get a cold beer from the fridge. Do anything you want or don't want. We'll get you to PayPal. Our phones in the middle of the night will have a red light that will go on, and Colonel Jeff and I will both get into our supercharged cars, and come out of our secret mountain exits in the different places we live, and we will we will get to our studio, and we will get you to PayPal. So you know what folks do that though. They uh, instead of saying and by the way. Instead of saying donate or pay what you like, I'm not crazy about those. Or join the platinum committee. I like to say, buy us some drinks. It's a nice, simple way to do it, and nice and clear, because there are, there are different levels for drinking. You know, level one through five, all the way up to. We're driving to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Just laughing again at the. Well, I'm getting a kick out of that. I hope you are, too, (laughs) folks. So look for the PayPal banner on our website. Every little bit helps, and, well, just, you know, keeping the old leg lamp lit. And thanks to everyone who has contributed already. It means a lot. And thanks to those of you who are about to contribute because you just dug me going, so much all right (laughs) well you know what folks that brings me to my favorite part of the show the joke of the week that's right and it's uh it's a good one too there's a young fella in his 20s who's just moved into manhattan in new york city and he's gotten together with a few of his old friends from school days, and they, they, they went to a bar to have a couple of drinks, and oh, talk about New York, talk about it. it's good. It's good to have him there. It's good that he finally moved to New York. It's good that they're there. They can spend more time together, and we can, oh, who knows, the girls will meet, and we'll go on dates, and, oh, boy, it'll just be great. And, well, they, uh you know, it comes to the end of the night, and they stayed there quite a while. Bartender gives that last call. And they said, well, let's just have one more. And they did. And they had the one more. And they got up and put their dough away to leave. And as they walk out, he says to them, you know, uh, well, you know, uh, why don't you come up and see my apartment, my new place? I just got just a half a block down here. And there's something I want to show you. I want you to see. I want to show you. And they said, oh, well, okay. Well, what the heck, you know, we've been up this late. Sure, let's go. So they go over to his place. And uh, it's it's kind of nice. It's a it's a it's a walk up. It's a six floor walk up, and he, he lives on the top one there. And they walk in, and it's a nice apartment. And uh, he says that it was finally one of the friends looks across at one of the walls, and there's a a gong sitting there with a big mallet next to it. Well, that's not something you see every day. And he and the friend says to him, "What is that? Was it, what is it? A gong? What are you doing with that?" And uh, he says to them, "No, it's a talking clock." And they looked at him. Of course, they're well; they're all a little loaded, and it's late. And they, a, to- "A what? A talking clock? Well, shows how it works, all right." And he does. He and so he walks over, picks up the big mallet, and rears back. And boy, oh boy, just gives it a what? Bong, a big bong, and immediately from the other side of the wall. The guy's voice comes in and says, knock it off, you jerk. It's three o'clock in the morning. (laughs) That's a pretty good one, isn't it? And as always, uh, Colonel Jeff and I both enjoyed that. And as always, uh, pass that on and tell it to a, a loved one, a family member, or one of your friends, one of the friends you go to bars with. They might like that, too. And now that brings me to my second favorite part of the show. The Poetry Corner. (laughs) Boy, oh boy. This is a good one, folks. Written by the great Rudyard Kipling. And I hope you know his work. He was, uh, well, he was English, and he was, uh, but born in Bombay when uh, India was still part of England. And he was born in Bombay, and then when he was five, the family moved back to England. This is, he lived from 1865 to 1936. And, oh, so many great things. Poems and essays and plays. He's just a great, great writer. And, uh... Well, in fact, by the way, it's worth mentioning, this is a big thing. In 1907, he won a Nobel Prize for literature. He was one of the most popular writers in England during his lifetime, and he sure deserved it. So you know what, folks? This one is by Rudyard Kipling called Justice, and he wrote it in October of 1918, which was very near the end of World War I. Justice. Across a world where all men grieve, And grieving strive the more. The great days range like tides, And leave our dead on every shore. Heavy the load we undergo, And our own hands prepare. If we have parley with the foe, The load our sons must bear. Before we loose the word, That bids new worlds to birth, Needs must we loosen first the sword Of justice upon earth, Or else all else is vain, Since life on earth began, And the spent world sinks back again, Hopeless of God and man. A people and their king through ancient sin grown strong because they feared no reckoning would set no bound to wrong. But now their hour is past, and we who bore it find evil incarnate hell at last to answer to mankind. For agony and spoil of nations beat to dust For poisoned air and tortured soil, And cold, commanded lust, And every secret woe the shuddering waters saw, Willed and fulfilled by high and low, Let them relearn the low, That when the dooms are read, Not high nor low shall say, My haughty or my humble head was saved me, In this day, that till the end of time their remnant shall recall, Their father's old confederate crime availed them not at all. That neither schools nor priests nor kings may build again A people with the heart of beasts made wise concerning men whereby our dead shall sleep in honor unbetrayed, and we in faith and honor keep that peace for which they paid. Isn't that nice? Rudyard Kipling, God bless him, could do it all. And he sure did in that one. I hope you like it. And Colonel Jeff hopes the same thing. And that moves me to my third favorite part of the show. MMM, the Triple M, Magic Movie Moment. I saw this movie. It's a terrific movie, and I saw it just a couple of days ago when I came back from from my trip to Centenary University in Hackettstown. It's from Russia with Love, starring Sean Connery as James Bond, Ian Fleming's great character. From 1963, starring, well, Sean Connery. Well, I thought we st- and still think he was just the greatest Bond. And Robert Shaw, what a cast they always had. Daniela Bianchi, Lada Lenya, Pedro Armendariz. It's a great movie, folks. And the second James Bond movie, Dr. No, was the first one. And boy, this one was just great. And I saw it a couple of days ago again. Must be for the 30th time. And uh, folks, it takes place. Oh, they're such a good cast. Well, Sean Connery has something to do. And he has to go into a partnership he doesn't quite understand with a Russian agent who thinks she's working for, well, Mother Russia. But she's beautiful and smart. Daniela Bianchi. And she was, by the way, she was uh, that year just before the film started, that she was the first runner-up for Miss Universe. And I just read about her this morning just before uh, deciding to do this. And uh, that I, I read that uh, the producers from James Bond, from the James Bond movies, uh. Heard about this and saw her, and uh, we were interested. To which Colonel Jeff said, Well, that's not a shock, you know, that's not, and I guess it isn't. No, for 19, this was from 1963, and well, they, they were interested, and they should be. God bless her. She's beautiful and smart, and what a way of speaking. And she, she was Italian, and, uh, she could have been anything, but she always said, hmm. Uh, and they fell for each other. She really falls for him. And their mission, oh, boy. Robert Shaw plays plays the, uh, well, the head bad guy who's really after them. What a great actor he was. Wow. You know Robert Shaw from a hundred different things. For instance, he was the captain of the shark boat on Jaws. And he could was well, a completely different character. He had a way of playing things. That you never really saw coming, and in this one, Lord, he's well. He was built like, frankly speaking, of Universe, Mister Universe, and he was tall, about six four. And well, Mister Universe built, and and they they dyed his hair blonde, very blonde, blonde like a uh, Swedish blonde in the hills, blonde, and whatever that means. I don't know why the hills would be more blonde. But And he had those blue eyes. Folks, he was a great actor. God bless him. And he was great in this. And someone you didn't want to run into. For real. If you saw him, you would just say, you know what? Just give me a second. Let me get out of your way. And the great Lada Lenya. Oh, she plays someone else who's bad. And and a wonderful actress, Pedro Amanderas, who you've seen also, again, in A Thousand Things in westerns and in spy movies. And uh, boy, oh boy, this is the magic movie moment today for me. We always have, I love magic movie moments that are huge events in the movie or huge events in an issue of the day. But in this this one, we love Pedro Amanderas and his character. Uh, Sean Connery, James Bond goes to Turkey. And uh, this magic movie moment is that... Uh, Pedro uh, plays uh, the head of the spy service there, and the head of security, and he is very capable. And in fact, he's always running into, it's kind of fun, they don't make a big deal out of it, but uh, he always said, uh, well, of course he knows what he's doing, he's my son. He's always running into his sons, he has about 15 sons, and he's always running into them, and they're in the spy service too. But it's just funny, without really underlining that at all, that it's always, uh, yes, Well, uh, you know, those two said they were going to meet him here. Well, why why wouldn't they? They're both my sons. You know, he's always, always running into them. And the uh, magic movie moment that I love, the movie has so many ups and downs and so many twists and turns. It's really worth the time. But his character, Karim Bey, is the head of, as I said, the spy service there. And he has the character has a really lovely, sexy woman, always different, come into his office all the time. And, I mean, you get the feeling, this guy, ah, uh, well, you know, he has, he sighs at the burden and then just takes her to bed in his the back of his office there where he has a little, little room set up just for this. And you get the feel this is like four or five times a day. And he's, ah, uh, well, it's sort of like... A great moment for James Bond, too, with Sean Connery, where in another context he says, he sighs and says, ah, the things I do for England, and (laughs) then just kisses the beautiful red-headed Italian woman. But, folks, that moment and that scene really makes this character for me and really makes this movie just delightful, really charming. And, uh, so I won't give you any spoilers from the movie. See it sometime. It's great. From Russia with Love, the second James Bond movie ever made. What a cast. Sean Connery, Daniela Bianchi, Robert Shaw, Lada Lenya, Pedro Armendaras, and so many others, including Karen Bay's 15 sons. They gotta get credit too. Uh, at any rate, though. No. Please see it sometime. Uh, I loved seeing it again. Because, you know what, I I, I mentioned, you know, that uh, I I had uh, performed a Saturday night in uh, Hackettstown, New Jersey, at the Centenary University Theater. I worked there before, did a show there at the same theater. Uh, It was five or six years ago when it was Centenary College. And after I left, it became Centenary University. And I told them in the beginning of the show, how flattering that was, That how grateful I was. Wow, do a show here, and they go from college to university. What's going to happen with this show? What, are they going to teach all the classes in Latin now? Well, Larry was back. Let's do something big. At any rate, it was wonderful, and it was one of those places in our country that you never really forget about once you go through them because it's one of the places that's so friendly wherever you go. And I mean, really, really so much so, they're a delight, all of them. And I mean, yes, the audience and all the theater people, wonderful folks. And it was a benefit for the Rotary Club and just the best people. And uh, I was staying at a Holiday Inn there in Bud Lake, B-U-D-D Lake. And, uh, well, Holiday Inn's are always good, as I'm sure you know. And the they had there. But I was there just uh, one, two, three days, and all the meals were buffets, which I like a lot. They have a breakfast buffet from 7 in the morning till noon, which is a long time, but that's why I'm telling you. They didn't serve lunch at this place, and they had a big, long breakfast buffet, and then a big, long dinner buffet from 6 to 10 or something like that, and... They were so friendly. The waitress, I came there both mornings and there was no one there. I mean, empty. The place was empty in the breakfast buffet area there. And the waitress was saying, oh, it's amazing that it's uh, so so empty here. That Usually there's, we have two or three weddings going on and uh, the place is just uh, jammed the next day. And, uh, of course, I remarked to her that... Uh, Maybe you're thinking of this too—that you know what? Right after your wedding, if uh, you're getting up at six thirty to go to the buffet, I'm not sure that's a sign of a good marriage. You spend a little more time together, instead of just waking up and saying, "Hey, let's see what they have for fruit." At any rate, uh, she was very nice, and the manager of the place was very nice, and he, he, they, he and she were well, so sweet. They wanted to talk to me about where they're from and this and that. But it's, it makes you think. Also, you know, you're there. I'm alone. Remember, and I'm there with the, with the paper, and I'm having some juice and coffee. And then, and then they had a window there where the chef inside makes you any omelet you want. And uh, and the waiter told me, you know, this is something you should you should do. He makes great omelets, and uh, we, we, you know, he's really known for it. I said, all right, fine with me. So I went up to the little window. It's one of those where there's a little window about three feet long and about a foot and a half wide so you can lean in and he can lean out a little bit, not out of the window, but he comes over and he nods Then with him, all of a sudden I noticed no smiles. You know, there's just kind of, he's sort of staring at you, but that, that's all right with me. I don't have to be friends with everyone. And, uh, he said, he just lifts his head up. He doesn't even say, yeah, can I help you? There's nothing, but all right. I said, Oh, hi. All right. Uh, good morning. And, uh, I hear you make a great omelet, and no answer from him. And the waitress behind me said he does, he absolutely does. And I said, okay. Well, it's I'm I'm happy to be here, and it's so beautiful here. And I pointed out the windows because it was snowing there, and it was uh, it was well drifts of snow, and it really looked beautiful. I said, I'm glad to see the snow here, where where I'm from. I said to him, you know, uh, we don't get any snow at all ever. It's and it's from Southern California. And he hasn't changed expression. He hasn't looked away. He hasn't even moved. And now he says to me, I switch with you. It's cold is no good for me here. And I I didn't quite know what to say. Oh, all right. And he wasn't kidding. He just said, uh, and he repeated that just by saying that this cold is no good for me. And I, all right, well, uh, well, still nice to meet you. You know what? And I just, Said uh, for an omelet, and I know you're gonna make a great one. Would you please make me uh, just one with uh, spinach and tomatoes, please? And that'll that'll be great. Now he still hasn't moved, and then he says one more time, "Cold, no good for me here." Okay, all, all right. It's it's a tiny, tiny bit creepy, but that's all right. And I took out. He was getting tips. There was no one there. Remember, this is an empty room but right on the counter there right in front of him where he leans through the window he had set up a, a, a creamer bowl for coffee and put a dollar under it and to indicate well to the customers that this is where you tip so i did all right you know when i i did i gave i left a 5 dollar bill i gave him 5 dollars not cuz i was scared of him that was one of the reasons but i said you know well thank you and i just uh, held it up. Does it go under here? I wanted him just to see. I was giving him some money. I don't know why, but you know, I did that. I go back. She said, and he'll bring it to the table. All right, all right. So I go back and to the table and with her. And as well, milk and coffee again. And uh, then she and the and the uh, the head, the manager of the place, came over just to stand there. And they both sat down, not at my table, but about ten feet away. And they were really very nice. but I So I didn't want to just say, uh, yeah, I've got a lot of things to do today. So I'm just going to eat this now, as if to say. Because he brought it over. When the chef brought it over, he put it down on my table. And he also stood there with them, just looking. But they were smiling and chatting. He was looking at me like he was going to pop my head off like a grape. And I mean... He did. There was no hello. Again, not moving an inch. His arms are by his side. He, and he's looking at me with that same sort of crazy ISIS look. I, I don't know what to call it. Well, I did. I just called it. But then he says to me, too cold for me here again. And I, oh, all right. And uh, well, I, you know, I just said that was when the waitress and the manager disappeared to, to do some work. But there's no work to do. There's no one there. But I don't think they wanted to hang around with him either. And he's standing there. Folks, he didn't move an inch. He didn't move a centimeter. He didn't move anything. And he stands there. He's about 10 feet away. It's not that I'm frightened he's going to dive on me with an axe. But, I mean, he's standing there. And now I, I have a good bite, you know, and I'm... Yeah, I had the, brought the newspaper for the day, and I was going to read it. And I keep glancing over. He—he's still there. Hasn't moved. So I just uh, nodded and smiled and pointed to. I said, "Good, very good. Thank you, very good, folks." Not a word. And every time I glanced at him, he would say again, "Too cold for me here." And I—I I think you'd feel the same way I did. There's nothing to say here, or nothing to say or do. I just, looking around, the waitress and the manager are gone. It's just, you know, me here and, uh, and him. I don't know who he is. And so I just took another sip of the the coffee and, you know, cut another bite of the egg. But I, I wasn't hungry anymore. It was just, well, creepy. And so I did, I just went to the waitress and she finally, you know, kind of darted by around the other end of the room there and uh, one side to the other. And I just said, excuse me, yes, yes, hello, 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 hello. And then and, uh, she turned to look at me, and I didn't think she wanted to. She didn't want to be part of not having this guy on the other side. And uh, she came over, and I said, do me a favor. Can uh, I get uh, the check, please? And she said, "Yes. Well, why don't you stay a little longer? Why don't you?" And I just said, "No. You know what? Let's get it now. I have a lot, a lot of things to do today. I Need a new pair of socks, and I'm going to head out." So she said, "Well, do you want to relax and just have?" Some? "No, no, no. You know what? This is I'm as relaxed. This is as relaxed as I get." And uh, I said, "Thank you. Let's just, if I, if you don't mind, can I have the check uh, now, please? If you if that's it in your in your uh, in your apron there, let me just have it." now, okay, sort of immediately, all right? And she says, big smile, okay, here you go. And I gave it to him with the credit card I already had out. I said, just thank you, thank you, thank you. And she goes to uh, set that up, you know, just goes to the the other counter with the register at it. And, of course, the other guy is still there. Chef is still there. He's just standing there and says, again, too cold for me here. I I don't know why it was too cold or why he thought i was the person to tell maybe he thought i really did want to switch with him yes i'll i'll live here in the back on your cot there you can go to southern california where it's not too cold for you folks i'm telling you i, I just left at any rate at that point and the rest had a wonderful time there but the next day before leaving on Sunday morning, well, I went back for the breakfast buffet, which is a nice event they have there on Sunday mornings, and it's still empty. But empty, and I mean that okay, that's still fine. The same waitress, hi, good to see you. Did you have a good show? Yes, wonderful, folks, good audience, and the manager came by too again. And so now I've got to go up to the this, the counter there again with the chef. And I just said, oh, hi, hi, it's good to see you. And I just decided to keep talking. And he's just, same thing, staring, not at me, through me. And I gave the, uh, gave, took another $5 bill and put it down there under the, uh, under the coffee creamer. And I just made it, made it click, intentionally made it click. All right, I'll just put that down there under the creamer. It's right, there it is, right there. I don't know why I'm even saying that. And I said, oh, okay, do me a favor then. Just give me, please, an omelet. With uh, and the last one was uh, had been spinach and tomato, and I just said, uh, "Do me a favor, just uh, uh, cheese and onion, please. Uh, just American cheese and onion." And, uh, and then he said something to me. He just said uh, American cheese. And now there's a, what 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 about this? And he points to a dish there with sort of sort of shredded, some kind of shredded cheese. And he said, "What about that? Does it have to be American? I said, "No, no, that's great. What you have there is great." And, uh, you know, it's better if you didn't have to touch it, but no, that's fine. And he, so he made me another round, but, folks, the same thing, too cold for me here. And he comes back to the table, stands in the same spot. And I'm getting ready to go just finish packing, jump in the shower, and go to the airport uh, up in the room. It's, but that's all, again, this is all dandy. But now I took a couple of bites and I just said, oh, Lord, and now I just said, all right, well, thank you. Again, just thank you. Uh, good luck. Be well. And, uh, you know, you say nine things. You don't even know what you're saying. And sure enough, his goodbye for me was one more too cold for me here. And all right, I you know, I so I know I'm going to go back. I mean, I'm going to be back. A wonderful place, Hackettstown, a wonderful university and a great theater. And I'm going to go back. But I don't think I'm going to go back to the breakfast buffet. I I don't think I need that. But I, I know that, and you and I, as you know, we know the same things. Homer is Homer, and Pluto is a planet. Homer is Homer, and Pluto is a planet. So remember, folks, as always... If you walked out of bed today and had a job to go to and a home to come back to and someone there who cares about you, folks, the game's over and you've won. And that's sure true. And I just hope it's not too cold for you there wherever you are. We'll see you here next time.